Welcome to Dignity Talks about real business stories. I am Isabella Ingrid and I will be joined by real founders chatting about the challenges, solutions and any other truth behind a business. If you're a founder, an entrepreneur or you would like to become one, you might want to listen to this podcast. We are here today with Adam and Ryan. We're going to be talking about security and privacy. Um, and I will let you introduce yourselves and also introduce your business. Thanks, Isabella. Uh, hi, I'm Ryan, um, and I'm one of the co-founders of Cyberfall. Uh, and hi, thank you for having us, Isabella. Um, and my name's Adam, co-founder and CEO of Cyberfall. So Cyberfall um, is a mobile application that is designed to help people improve their online security and privacy. Um, now, unfortunately, the kind of process involved with trying to, to remove the amount of information available about you online, which is what we call your digital footprint, um, can be quite a complicated, uh, long-winded process. Um, and this can be quite intimidating, especially to the average person. So this is why we developed Cypher, to kind of make this process as simple and easy to use as possible, um, allowing people to kind of make themselves more secure and safer online. So if you had to explain it in like simple words, making probably an example for like, uh, as you said, it's, it's helping the average person mm -hmm. uh, with security online. What are cyber attacks, for example, and what is a common situation that you can picture uh, where you can help and Cypo can help? Sure. So kind of the most common situation that people find themselves in is that say you sign up to a common website to get a free voucher um, and you just do that one time and you unfortunately reuse your passwords because I don't know about you, but I know lots of people do reuse their passwords, which is uh, the biggest problem we kind of have and we see uh, across the globe, really. Um, And now if that website gets hacked in the future, like Ryan said, you don't know what their security is. They might have horrible security on their end. It might take some kid in the basement somewhere 10 minutes to get into that website. And suddenly they have your username or your uh, email address, as well as your password, which you might use for your banking, for Facebook, for Amazon, or for anything else. So then you're basically just giving random people the keys to the vault and unfortunately it's up to us to as in the general public to kind of look after themselves and make sure they understand where the data is and and how to get more control of their data i think this is a problem as you said it's probably probably not everyone is aware of the problem and they are not really maybe they didn't even find themselves in such situations which is good <laughs> i would say they yeah, were probably that, lucky that's a big issue that we found is so one of the features that we have in cyport is showing you if you've got a breached password 90% of the people who use the app are shocked when they find out hang on that's my password like how did you get that when really these have been spread online and and someone has been hacked somewhere down the li line and you might just use the same password And now it's now it's free for anyone on the internet because it's these these passwords aren't hard to find. It's if you know where to look on the open web or on the dark web, they're available for anyone. 
So it's important that we bring this information to light to as many people as possible so they know what to do. And it, unfortunately, if they are reusing a password, not to use that again in the future. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that is, that is great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is scary. <laughs> and this kind of, you know, everyone has different ways of maybe saving their, their passwords. Um, mm -hmm. And for, for online banking, probably there's even a, a new feature like, you have to go through double security check every time now. Um, so when it comes to banking, it's probably everyone's situation right now. They have to go through double checking. I hope so, at least. Um, I too. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hope at least that side is is safe. But you know, it's um, it's as easy as going to even your like uh, drive folder or Google Photos or anything. Um, if people can access exactly. your private folders it's it's also not nice it's important to be aware of what you're clicking on and, and who is sending you emails and that's kind of where we hope cyber will come in how did you get this idea to start this sort of business you know cybersecurity is not easy um and, and it's something that needs to come from somewhere so i'm really curious to know how you got the idea and also why cyber the name oh sure uh, I'll, I'll start with the name. Um, so as we've kind of been speaking about, this information that people are spreading online is commonly referred to as a digital footprint. Um, unfortunately, cybersecurity as a marketplace is very saturated. So every possible name with digital footprint in it was kind of taken. <laughs> So, so I'm I'm a um, a big uh, dog lover. I've always had dogs, and so uh, footprint became poor. And instead of digital, we we're dealing more in the cybersecurity space. So cyber became sci, sci poor. So as you can see in our logo, actually, we do have somewhat of a, a digital mm -hmm. paw print. Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, now down to the idea itself. Um, I mean, I've always been interested in, in cybersecurity and I, I've worked uh, uh, in other cybersecurity companies more in uh, the endpoint solutions and focusing more on the hardware. So how do you stop a computer getting a virus or uh, better encryption? But what I realized was um, there was a lot of focus on hardware and the computers themselves rather than the people using said hardware. And unfortunately, it is people who click on these bad websites who open the dodgy emails this is where the trouble typically starts so we wanted to help make a product that would help protect people that would then protect businesses so cyport actually started out as a business to business idea um, the issue with that which i'm sure we'll talk about soon is garnering trust when you're an unknown entity especially when it comes to security for businesses is a challenge shall we say um but we initially started as b2c and from that we've kind of up through market research and gaining more trust of users pivoted into what we are today which is a mobile application for consumers nice and where are you at right now have you started a long time ago? Do you already have some users? Um, what's what's the, the first response to this? Um, so we initially started in early 2018. That was when we, Ryan and I first drew the initial concepts of 
sideboard on the whiteboard. And, and then from that point, we've kind of evolved the product and, and made it better over time. And as, as of today, we actually launched our uh, mobile application two months ago. And from that, mm-hmm. we already have, we've got about 4,000 people using the app. And on average, each person has been in about two to three breaches um, that we have found. So there are a lot of passwords that have been leaked. Unfortunately, we have, I think we have about 13 billion records uh, on, our, on our end. And people are really realizing that there is uh, some value wow. in finding out if they've been breached and what's going on. So yeah, it's, 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 it's been a very busy time because obviously uh, a new product launch is, is a busy time in any business. Yeah, um, definitely. But it's been exciting. And one question that I usually like to ask people is, what, what is one of the biggest challenges you encountered as a founder during this journey? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of kind of the biggest challenges we faced, especially towards the start, um, was about this, this, this challenge of having to adapt to sort of different circumstances that are thrown your way. Uh, as Adam said, you know, we started out with this idea of being a B2B product and we had this clear vision that you know, this is our idea and this is what we want to do. But then kind of very quickly, once we got products out into the market, we were getting all this feedback saying this is a this is a good idea but we would love to have this as a consumer product something that i could use personally so this the kind of challenge was being able to adapt um, and very quickly kind of think on our feet to take that shift of focus from the b2b market to the b2c market um, and this was a sort of a challenge that we didn't see coming initially um, but we definitely learned a lot from it um, and were able to kind of come through the other side um, and I think given us much, much better chance of succeeding in the future as a business. Yeah, that's, that's pretty common, you know, um, mm. that someone starts a business and on the way they need to change either the target or the business mm-hmm. itself. Yeah, and I always want to touch on that. I think that's one of the beauties of being in a startup is that you can pivot, you can change your mind, you can, if you see the conversation going a different way than you initially expected it's not a great big issue to actually pivot and change and adapt to this one of the one of our problems that we faced uh was brand awareness so trying to build up that brand to so that when someone looks us up say thinking do they want to trust us we have us we have a big presence we have a strong social media presence and through for example our social media presence we're trying to provide um, education and awareness of common uh, attacks. Now we've launched our mobile application. We are uh, raising our seed round. So we've been very busy with that. But obviously, and I touched on COVID just now, uh, has to be mentioned that we tried to start raising writers COVID hit. Um, and everyone became much more risk averse after all the markets crashed due to COVID lockdown, which hasn't really helped our initial uh, fundraising. But now things are opening back up and there seems to be some light at the end of the tunnel. Um, things are going a bit more our way and I'm, I'm sure every startup has felt it. The fact that all VCs 
all angel investors kind of closed up their pockets for the last 12 months to try and see what's going to happen in their future. Is there going to be another economic crash? And now it looks like we've moving past that. People are having more conversations again. So I think we won't be the only startup breathing a, a sigh of relief at that. That's super interesting because, you know, I, I've been talking so far also with other business owners and founders about the COVID and the impact on their business. And I wouldn't have thought that it could also impact your kind of business. But as you said, fundraising uh, changed, probably stopped, paused as well. And that's interesting. I was not aware of this uh, change in the, in the, from the investor side as well. But it makes sense. What was interesting is during COVID, it was to a degree it benefited certain businesses such as ours because everyone was started working remotely. Everyone started spending more time on the internet, and suddenly, if you've got an email come through, you're more likely to be there and click on it. So this increased digitization actually increased the risk for people's cybersecurity. So, so I think we we've kind of come in at a good time where people are now more aware of this issue and there have been uh, more talks about it and it's more in public eye about cybersecurity as well as privacy with with companies and their and big data coming more under the scrutiny of the public that we're coming along and saying hey we'll help give you the tools to kind of understand what's going on yeah definitely so from from the business side i exactly thought the same that's why i thought probably you did not experience any trouble or problem coming from covid but um in the end was on the fundraising yep. side because if mm -hmm. anyone wants to raise funds it's probably now the time to start right yeah and yeah it's much better time now another thing that kind of affected us from that year is um something that we didn't expect because so we all started working from home but before we were in a shared office space and when you're in a shared office space with each other, with other surrounded, surrounded with other businesses, there's more innovation. There's more, there's more cross communication with different companies, with each other. And it's much easier to get ideas flowing, which in a startup is, I think, cru crucial. Yeah. But moving entirely digital. So it's Slack. So it's Zoom. So it's Google Hangouts. Um, I don't want to say it slows down innovation, but it kind of makes it, uh, is that extra hurdle which wasn't there before? It was another learning curve of having to figure out the most effective way of carrying out our day-to-day -day activities. It's like, how many how many calls do we have a week? How, many, how long do these calls run each day? And it's finding that balance of what works best for us both individually and as a team as well. I, I do remember um, early on, we thought, oh, rather than um, having planning calls, how about we just have a call for the entire day running <laughs> in the background? Um, just so we, so it would be like we're in the office and we could just talk to each other yeah. and bounce ideas off of each other. And I think that lasted maybe three or four days until it, we all got absolutely <laughs> sick of it. Yeah, it didn't work in the slightest. It wasn't one of my best ideas, I will admit. <laughs> But that's interesting. So you actually also had to adapt to a remote working environment, mm -hmm. which was not your uh, way of working, obviously. And yeah. that's that's interesting because in my case, for example, I've been always working remotely. So I knew all this. Yeah. I already knew how to manage my time, my project, my team and everything. 
But I think that's also one challenge that COVID brought when everyone had to mm. move to working remotely. And, and I guess the transition was not easy for anyone. How is it going now? Uh, I think now we're used to it. Um, okay. <laughs> we, we, I mean, with a set schedule and when we've got, as you say, software to help track projects and using Jira and, and all of these fun things to actually make sure that we're all on top of what we need to be on top of and we all stay in communication as much as we can. Definitely need exactly. to find your way in the remote world. Mm. I have one last question, which is one of my favorites, actually. Um, if you could choose one thing that you could change in the whole process of, uh, as business founders, but also in the whole business process, what would that be? Ryan, any thoughts? Oh, that's not easy. <laughs> it's not an easy question, no. Um, not off the top of my head. Uh, there must be that thing that, and don't be scared about saying it because uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty common. But there is always one thing that when it comes up, you're like, oh, I, I really don't want to do this. For me, it's more uh, the admin side. I think running a startup is very glamorous when it's all like, coming up with new ideas and, and pitching products and, and designing the products and all of that. But where, then after like a week, you've got to go down and sit through all your accounting. You think, oh, like this is not, I'd rather be spending my time on something else. I can totally relate. You know, I have that day <laughs> in the month, every month yeah, yeah. that is for accounting. And it's still me doing that, unfortunately, but I'm, I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to that day when I'm going to get a person on board that is really mm -hmm. fascinated by numbers and graphs <laughs> yeah. and things. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely understand. But there is this side yes, as well, yes. and as we like to talk about the reality of business, this is also the reality. You're mm -hmm. going to have to do accounting. <laughs> Deal yeah, with it. It's, it's not all glitz and glamour. It is, it is sitting at maybe midnight with a spreadsheet open, trying to crunch the numbers, trying to make sure that everything's working fine. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Nice. Where can people find your app if they want to try it out? Yeah, so we're available on both the Apple App Store and the Android Play Store as well. Um, just need to search for Cypaw and it should pop up. So that's just to double check, that is C-Y-P-A-W. Nice. Thank you so much, guys. I really enjoyed talking to you and talking about this very important topic that is cybersecurity and that is not easy to understand. And I wish you all the best also with the fundraising. Thank you very much. And Apparently let's keep been, in touch. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, and it's been great uh, uh, you having us, Isabella. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, thanks very much, Isabella. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you like this format, don't forget to follow and listen to the next ones. I'll keep chatting with founders about business challenges and solutions. For questions or feedback, you can always reach out at digithy.com or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn as Digithy. Until next time.